Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made me watch Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like Next time we'll watch something I like But I can't believe you made me watch You made me watch That Thing You Do. Did you like That Thing I Do? I did! (laughs) I'm very happy about that. I wasn't sure. We watched the extended Extended cut, which I have never seen until just now. Yeah, we, we watched the extended cut, which it felt a little long, but... Oh, yeah. I feel like it's probably close to an hour longer. Than it needed to be. Yeah. Well, hour longer than the theatrical version. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there was a lot of um, stuff that I'm like, what is the point of this? <laughs> like, Charlie's Ther- uh, Charlize Theron's entire role. I'm like, why are we even... Like, she doesn't even... She's not even there at the end of the movie, like... She just kind of disappears. Yeah, I, I think she's very briefly in the theatrical version. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the uh, this version includes Tom Hanks' quote-unquote friend, Lloyd, played by football player Howie Long. Mm-hmm. Football player slash action star Ooh. Howie Long. Okay. Uh, it also includes like a whole lot at the beginning before uh lloyd joins the band yeah it's um there's a whole lot of setup (laughs) yeah for uh there's a lot of setup um and most of it pays off you know but Mm -hmm. like for example the going back to Charlize theron's role it's like there's all this backstory i mean i guess the whole spartacus thing Mm -hmm. but i mean really i yeah they didn't have to keep checking in on her to see that she had, was hooking up with the dentist. I'm like, oh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, like, that's not there. Um, the, uh, I don't know why I said Lloyd. Guy, not Lloyd. Um, but all the stuff with Del Paxton and Guy mm-hmm. is pretty much new for this version of it. Oh, um, really? Clint Howard offering him the job and him taking it mm-hmm. after recording. That's all new. Uh, there's uh, the whole subplot with the bass player named TB Bass Player. Yeah, that's really uh, Played funny. by Ethan Embry. Uh, and having the relationship with the girl from the other band uh-huh. is not in the other versions. Um, yeah, there was a lot of just little things where I'm like, I don't, I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. they shot, But, you know, like, there was a lot of stuff that they did that I thought paid off really well. Yeah. Like, it, the whole thing with Giovanni Ribisi. Like, you find out why, you know, he's just all of a sudden, like, 
in the band. Yeah, my memory is that with Giovanni Ribisi, you find out that he broke his arm, but I don't think they have the scene where he broke his arm. But I, I could be totally wrong. Yeah. And I felt like you don't really find out that Jonathan... Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Skate? I think it's Shack. Shack. Yeah, I think Max Shrek. Jonathan Shack. Max Shrek played Nosferatu. I don't think you find out in the thre- theatrical version how much of a dick he is until the scene where you really find out how much of a dick, much he, of a is. dick he is. That's. I think see? he's kind of like. I mean, you see that he's kind of a dick to the band, mm-hmm. but you don't see how big of a dick he is to to Faye. yeah and i i like the way that they did that like played by Liv tyler by the way yes i like the way that they did that because i feel like it was a slow burn of just watching him feel like he's losing control because like the hit is even though he wrote it it was guy's idea to speed it up so that it was not a ballad it was it was more of a bop right you can see like kind of through the entire movie how more and more butthurt he gets about that yeah. And just lashes out at everyone else. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I like the way that they handled that. They just kind of let it be this slow burn to where he blows up, you know, in the in the dressing room after uh, they do the TV show. Yeah. Like, I feel like in the theatrical version, that comes a little bit more out of nowhere. I don't remember Oba Babatunde, who um, plays Lamar having that big of a role in the theatrical version. Mm -hmm. But in this, I was like, man, he is so awesome. And he's one of those people that we probably don't see on screen as much Mm -hmm. because like, he's one of those like multi-talented people. He's an actor, a singer, a dancer, a director, a writer, producer. So he just does everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he probably does a lot of like live stuff as well. But, uh, man, he was so good in this. Yes. Yes. He was the, um, the doorman, correct? Yep. So I. He was apparently in Detroiters also. Oh, was he really? Yeah. That's awesome. He did so many little things that were just so charming and he just, he was so quick and, and kind and sweet and just really helped push everything together at the end mm-hmm. like i love when um tom everett scott is kind of standing there with the tapes before he goes to talk to faye for the first time after getting back and he's just kind of looking and and uh and the doorman just pushes him like gives him a little push on the back i'm like that's funny <laughs> i just found out something neat about him yes he is a broadway star so that's not surprising at all mm-hmm. uh he does make movies but he's <laughs> low budget you know what of. they call white people famous yeah yeah he's just not white people famous oh yeah he, he's a pretty big deal this is what i really like about his casting uh here's a quote it has been said that oba has a way of communicating that helps inspire encourage and enlighten through his stories and phrases that he defines as obaisms which i'm like yeah that's perfect for the lamar character yeah how awesome is that that is awesome. Yeah, he's great in this. I really like Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn has a masterful way of playing like he has no idea what's going on. He really does. Wasn't he? A, he went to Juilliard, I think, or? Oh, uh, he's from. Or he went to some very prestigious, like, acting school. 
he went to the American Repertory Theater in uh, Cambridge, like so maybe Cambridge, that's what it is. like yeah. he studied there. He's a, a stage guy as well, too. He is, yeah. But he's so like it, it's like what you said, you know, like he's so good at playing someone who's just so clueless. Yep. I mean, he, he it's not like that's all he does or anything like that, but he's so he can be completely clueless in this and not infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a nice balance, I think. He's so delightful just with how silly he is. It just kind of reminds me of like Christina Applegate, where you have to be so smart to play dumb so well. Yeah. Where I feel like there were a lot of like improvised riffs in this movie that probably came directly from Steve Zahn. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, uh, you don't get that fast. Unless yeah, you're a really on, smart guy. Yeah, just like that I, dumb luck. Yeah, I yeah. bet he's a really, really smart guy. On the other hand, there's Ethan Embry. <laughs> that <laughs> has never really come off as a particularly smart guy to me. He doesn't really have a lot of nuance <laughs> with it. He's just kind of... Yeah. I know we just watched him in... Um, can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, Can't Hardly Wait. But I always think of the odorous Urungus Dave Brocky line from Empire Records mm-hmm. when he's like, hey, Mark, want to get high? <laughs> hey, Mark. Giovanna Rubisi, do you want to do our Hollywood name drop story for this? Oh, God, yes. So it was New Year's Day, and we were walking down, was it Los Feliz? Mm-hmm. We were walk down, walking down Los Feliz Boulevard to try to see the Hollywood sign because that year someone had vandalized it. So it said Hollyweed. So we got there, we saw it. It ended up saying Hollywood by the time we got there. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, well, we're by Gelson's. Why don't we pick up some stuff for today? And so we're walking around, we're walking around, we get our stuff and we get in line and Giovanni Urbisi is in front of us buying like a lot of fish. No, coffee. And coffee. Oh, no, the other guy too? had fish. Yeah, okay. The other guy had, I just remember being like, this is so weird. Mm. So Giovanni Rubisi is in front of us. And then there's another guy who knew Giovanni Rubisi that was in front of him. And it was so clear that Giovanni Rubisi just wanted to fucking leave Gelson's and go home. But he was so polite. He was so polite. And I think he was probably buying the coffee for the Scientology Celebrity Center across the street. Oh, yeah, probably. He clearly just like was trying to you know be like oh yeah it's like he's trying so hard to just be a nice guy mm-hmm. even though he definitely had somewhere to go it was so adorable yeah how I mean, nice he was once you get past the suspicious missing people and the <laughs> uh denying mental health and the slavery with scientology scientologists are pretty nice people <laughs> <laughs> I can't even handle it. If you can look past their crimes against humanity, (laughs) they're very good at remembering people's names. That's true. They're very good at making you feel like you're the most important person in the room. They're great at making eye contact. You know who else is good at that? (laughs) Cult leaders. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Uh, I um, I was reading something where someone was talking about how they can't believe that anybody would take Elizabeth Moss seriously in The Handmaid's Tale because she's a practicing Scientologist Mm -hmm. and she's basically playing a part that is against everything that her religion represents. 
Yeah. She's a very good actor. She is a very good actor. There's no disputing that. Yeah. But she's a Scientologist. Yeah. Yeah, she is. So you just kind of keep her at arm's length. One of my favorite character actors is Bill Cobb, who plays Del Paxton in this. Oh, neat. Like, I remember when he was in that show, Go On, with Matt Perry. With Matt Perry, That was yeah. so good. That I like that's the first time I really noticed Bill Cobbs, mm-hmm. and ever since then, every time I've seen him on screen, I get super happy to see him on screen. So it was really neat getting to see him, and it was cool that one of his two sh- scenes was shot at the Dresden. Yes, that was down the street from um, where we lived in yep. in LI. And um, also, uh, Dresden was from Swingers. Swingers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when he's talking to Del Paxton, um, right behind him is, you can kind of see it's like uh, stained, leaded glass. It's a door. And that door is actually blocked off now. Like, you're not allowed to go through it. So you just have to, like, go around and use the back entrance to go in there. But I thought it was was pretty neat that you could see the, like, iconic door in the background there Mm -hmm. to really, like, let you know that that's where they were. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Another great character actor, legendary cal- character actor, Alex Rocco, played Saul Siler, best known as Mo Green from Godfather. <laughs> and uh, man, he just has like a one scene, but he he plays the owner of Playtone Records. Mm-hmm. And oh god, yeah, he that just suit flips on a dime though, where he's just like this charming, mm-hmm. fast talker to the press, and then you find out. Once everyone's grabbing lunch, he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. I like it that Tom Hanks, uh, and we should say that Tom Hanks is in the movie. He wrote it and directed it. Yeah. And actually, the name of his production company is named from this. Is it The Wonder? It's Playtone. Playtone. Oh, that's so neat. I believe. I like it that he, you know, this was a family and friend affair. Uh, Peter Scolari's in it, and he's in a lot of the stuff that Tom Hanks will produce, kind of like how Ron Howard will put Clint Howard in stuff. Yeah. Of course, Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari go back to Bosom Buddies. Yes, yes. Uh, Rita Wilson is in this, playing Marguerite. Um, Rita Wilson and her boobs are oh, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, you don't see her, like, okay, how do I explain this? You don't She's see basically nipple. in a Playboy Bunny outfit. Yes. She plays a waitress at the Dresden, which isn't the Dresden in the movie. but uh, No, it's, they call yeah. it something else. Her, Colin Hanks, and I believe- I'm sorry. I just need to make one okay. more comment about her boobs. Yes, they were very out, but they look fantastic. Like, she should be really proud of oh, how yeah. great her boobs look. Holy shit. I don't They're, think my boobs have ever looked that good. I mean, there's a war in the Middle East because of- her boobs because that's a rack worth fighting for (laughs) you're fired (laughs) you liked it it was fine (laughs) here's a uh and then colin hanks and tom hanks daughter are both in this as well too here's a a little thing that i found out uh holmes osborne who plays guy patterson's dad Mm -hmm. he worked with tom hanks on this and they just became friends after this When he can, he'll put Holmes Patterson in, or Holmes Osborne in other movies, and I just think it's so cool that Tom Hanks seems to be one of those kind of people who- 
helps his friends out. Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't, you know, say, fuck it, it's all about me. Right. You know, that's fine, too. Like, I saw an interview with J.K. Simmons, and they were asking how he feels about Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. And he was very, very professional, where he's like, I think Elliot has been an icon, and now an icon on a whole new personal level. Mm-hmm. Are we friends? Not really, but I'm kind of a show up to work and then go home <laughs> kind of guy. Yeah. But, yeah, super proud of him. And... uh Proud of the work that we did together, which I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. You know, it's I I like it when people are honest about not being friends with everybody that they've ever worked with. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're saying that they didn't like one another. It's just, hey, like we worked together. We didn't really get to know each other all that much. But, you know, they seem like a good person or whatever. Like, yeah. It's nice. I don't know why I feel like it's nice to hear that, but it just is because I think I've been on TikTok a lot and there's just a lot of like people with these negative celebrity experiences. So I don't know. I guess it's just nice to hear about celebrities being nice (laughs) and good people. Yeah. And I only hear, you know, except for like QAnon people, (laughs) I only hear nice things about Tom Hanks. Oh, thank God. I also like Sean Whalen, who plays the heckler, the super fan oh, at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. I like, love that guy. I always remember him from the commercial where he's calling the radio station for the trivia, mm-hmm. but he's eating like peanut butter. It's probably like a milk commercial or whatever. Yeah. And like he's working in a Raymond, uh, is it like Raymond Burr Museum? And he's like calling the radio station. He's just going, or the radio station calls him and he's like, Raymond Burr, Raymond Burr. But uh, remember, yeah. that's funny. He's a character actor who's in lots and lots of stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's in a Slayer video playing a patrol cop. Hell yeah. Ooh. But he's also in Three from Hell, which we have not seen that yet. That's Mm-mm. the third one of the. Uh, trilogy that rob zombie did for Ooh, okay nice yeah is it tom everett scott yes so uh we actually just finished watching a series with him um called i'm sorry recommended by sanguis it such a good show um it has andrea savage who oh you've probably seen her if you it, when you see her, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I've seen her before." She's in Step Brothers as um, Will Ferrell's therapist. But I, we, and yeah, we ended up watching that because after seeing her on Nailed It, I was like, "I don't know hilarious. who she is, but she's awesome." Yeah, and then it just was a coincidence that Sanguis brought her up, and yeah, yeah, and it's on it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. seasons, totally worth watching. Totally worth it, and he is so delightful on that show. Here, this ties back to an earlier episode of our show. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathleen Kinmont, who plays Koss's secretary, who marries Steve Zahn, yeah. uh, is in Bride of Reanimator. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to watch it <laughs> for Halloween this year. <laughs> sure. This is Tom Everett Scott's first movie, correct? I don't know if it is or not. Because I was also reading that he almost didn't get cast because he looks so much like a young Tom Hanks that they were like, uh, Tom Hanks didn't want to cast him because he's like, I don't want it to seem like I am projecting myself into this role oh. thing. But um, oh, geez. he was so good. They ended up casting him. He didn't basically an after school special 
an episode of Another World, and then this. This is like his third credited acting role. Oh, that's so great. That's awesome. Yes. And then he followed it up with An American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> yes. yes. Which is fun. I feel like I started watching it at a sleepover, and I don't know if we finished it. You know what I like about it? Uh, have you seen the movie Rat Race? I haven't, actually. Oh, we own it. We'll have to watch it. There's a guy in Rat Race who's teamed up with um, Seth Green, mm-hmm. who's just this breakout super funny guy. Uh, he's an actor named Vince Falouf, and he plays Tom Everett Scott's buddy in American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, okay. He's also in a movie that I really liked called One True Thing. Who, Tom Everett Scott? Yes. Oh, okay. It's One True Thing. It's got Meryl Streep and Renee Zellweger in it. And it's just, it's like fucking beaches, man. Like, it's an emotional poster. I haven't seen that and I haven't seen beaches. I'm all for... Oh my God. You need to watch beaches and you need to watch this because this movie is emotional. It's amazing. You know how IMDb sometimes puts ridiculous trivia <laughs> on there like yeah. a user will add trivia and go oh maybe someone will find this interesting uh-huh. uh this is not one of the trivia well you know what maybe it is i haven't looked at the trivia for tom everett scott but i won't be surprised if this is some of the trivia okay. uh tom everett scott stars as the jazz obsessed drummer in that thing you do and he also plays Emma Stone's husband, who is not the jazz-loving piano player in oh, La La that's Land. Right. Yeah. I forgot that he shows up at the end of La La Land. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's just got a small part, but... Yeah, I'm sure they would... Someone has probably tried to make that connection of, well, this is trivia. It's both movies that talk about jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great in, in this, and... He's so, he's very charming in this. The fact that it's his first movie, I, he's great. He's fantastic in this. Yep. That trivia, by the way, is not there, but it could be trivia on La La Land. God, I hope it is. (laughs) I hope someone puts it in there immediately. Well, (laughs) I could be that person. (laughs) You could. But can you sit, can you type it out with it? Me, 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 With this voice, I can try my best. Actually, mm. If you just word it as percussionist, because actually the piano is a percussion instrument. Me. Well, I'm really glad that you liked it. I did, very much. The extended cut is very extended, but... Yeah, the theatrical version is an hour 48. So the extended cut is about... 30, 40 minutes longer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really sweet. You know, it's... They, L- they a lot of great play. cameos. Yeah. Chris Isaac plays Uncle Bob, who records yes. their single. Mm-hmm. Kevin Pollock is in it. Yes. And his hair is just terrible. Like, they have it in some kind of insane comb over, and, and it it really delighted me to see that. So, if for no other reason. I was wrong, by the way. Kathleen Kinmont is... Fucking Kevin Pollock's <laughs> secretary, not Alex Rocco's. I was going to call him Mo Green. Jesus Christ, Mike, get your shit together. Are you okay. I smell smoke. Honey, I no. smell toast. No. Do you taste pennies? Yeah, but I'm chewing on a penny. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know how I am. I do know how you is. Yeah. 
one of the people from A League of Their Own is in this too. Tracy oh. Reiner playing a character named uh, Oh, Anita from the Beach movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where instead of yeah, being Annette like, and Frank, yeah. it's Rick and Anita. Yeah. Uh the guy who plays goofball in it, the super nerdy yeah. Eddie Deason type person yeah, yeah, who yeah. should have been Eddie Deason in it is Barry Sobel who is a was a stand-up comedian and he had like this rap alter ego he was so funny like he i'm surprised that he isn't still doing stand-up because he was really really i i just i really enjoyed him a lot as a comedian oh he kind of did like a sasha baron cohen thing before sasha baron cohen in a way doing ollie g oh yeah yeah yeah. paul feig who a lot of people don't know got his start as a stand-up comedian plays a radio dj and he just nails that (laughs) like really horrible radio dj voice uh getty watanabe who plays long duck dong and 16 candles is in this too playing a reporter yeah and his face is like exactly the same he's also in that call me cat show that uh who was telling you today that you should watch? My dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's a show about a cat cafe, and we went to a cat cafe. We did go to a cat cafe, and it was amazing, and I would do it every day. Oh, this was really fun, because he was so far down the cast list, because, it, again, it's just a cameo, really, mm-hmm. playing Gus Grissom, the astronaut. Yes. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Just like a little tiny part where he's just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I love it that his character is supposed to deliver a joke. And the way he delivers the joke is so wooden that I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's how people without natural comic timing do it. And it's so hard because Brian Cranston is like a legit funny guy. I'm always impressed when someone's able to do something poorly, when they can do when it so well. they're actually very good yeah. at it. Did you know that Brian Cranston did two episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Stop it. Yes. He did not. He did two. Oh my god, why? <laughs> I don't I know. What, was his, what part did he play? He played like bad guys, I think probably in like... No costumes and shit oh my god yes because there were like these little guys in like gray spandex with like goblin faces on Mm -hmm. it was just like a weird mask but this is like yeah this isn't necessarily even one of those like ah look at that brian cranston isn't that cool Mm -hmm. this is like one of his first movies he did a lot of television oh my god he was on seinfeld Obviously, he was a TV dad on Malcolm in the Middle. This is pre-Malcolm in the Middle. Wow. Yeah. At this point, he was doing like an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Wow. Uh, You know, uh, did a lot of voiceover stuff for cartoons, for anime things. Mm -hmm. So it's probably that he just did a voiceover for Mighty Morphin from Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, maybe. Matlock. <laughs> there was a Flash TV series. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, he was like an episode of Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> so, Jake and the yeah. Fat Man. So, this definitely isn't one of those things where Tom Hanks was like, oh, this will be cool for people to see Brian Cranston. This is Brian Cranston just trying to get a job. Holy shit. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. Thank you for making me watch this. It was a nice little gem. I'm really glad that you liked it. I did very much. It's it's really cute. Yeah, I, and I'm very and happy. The songs are bops. Like the songs. Oh are good. yeah. The thing you do is on my Spotify, play, you know, yeah. like songs. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's such a believable, like, oh, that would be a hit. Yeah. And it's not surprising that it ended up being a hit when it was released yeah. for the soundtrack. Yep. Yeah. That's all I knew about the movie was that I'm like, oh, well, the title song for the soundtrack is is charting. Yeah. But yeah, a bunch of the other songs, which I think all the songs in this are songs specifically for the movie like i don't think tom hanks took a bunch of no existing songs no he didn't i was reading um some of the trivia for the movie and yeah they didn't actually use any music from the 60s they oh wow everything was written for the movie tom hanks actually wrote a few of the songs oh wow yeah wow the right music is there anything tom hanks can't do I don't want to live in a world where we know the answer to that question. I really like movies about music. If you have a movie about music you think is worth us watching, throw it in the comments because, or, you know, throw it on Facebook in our Facebook group. Leave a review and leave it in the comments what movie you'd like us to watch because it'll either be something that neither of us has seen or something that I would like to show Allison. Of course, keep in mind that she does not like <laughs> the musical uh, masterpiece, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Okay. That movie is ridiculous. And that song is way too fucking long. You're way too long. Excuse you? Talking All about right. that dick. <laughs> <laughs> you got that long dick. You, <laughs> you got a long, ropey dick. Don't... <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> you Just hangs it's... like a piece of wet spaghetti Jesus noodle. <laughs> Why would you say it's ropey? Spaghetti it's noodle. a ropey, ropey dick. Oh, <laughs> you got that ropey dick. I'm going to barf. And scene. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. I got that flat dick. Looks like a fettuccine noodle. <laughs> Ew. It's just long and floppy and flat. <laughs> Looks like a steamroller. I quit. I quit right now. All right. Uh, I love you. I love you too. I have no idea what just happened. I don't either. I think you're drunk. I think the drugs kicked in. Mm. Thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Bye bye. (laughs) 